0: Welcome to the Living Epistle Podcast, the place where you will find biblical principles to help you live out your faith on a daily basis and to have a positive impact on the lives of others. So get ready for another powerful episode of Living Epistle Podcast. Hello, my name is Tony Miles, and welcome to this week's episode of Living Epistle Podcast. I was asking the Lord, what should I talk about in this week's episode? There were a lot of things kind of swirling through my mind, and uh, just nothing really was sticking. And so the Lord actually woke me up um, this morning with a very clear directive. He said, tell them, be anxious for nothing. And then my response to God was, God, I did a podcast on this, oh, about 18, 19 months ago, maybe a little longer. It was right before the 2020 election, the 2020 presidential election. And then the Lord responded, I know, but my people need to be reminded today to be anxious for nothing. And then I began to think about this week and just this week alone. I personally have spoken to no less than a half dozen people who are stressed out big time. And they're stressed out for various reasons. I spoke to a couple of them who were stressed out because of the pressures at work, their outstanding projects that need to be completed with looming deadlines, and their progress seems to be at a standstill. Still, somebody else is having some issues, personality challenges, personality, um, I guess, um, conflicts with some people at work, maybe who aren't necessarily looking out for their best interests. And so Going to work is really just a, a struggle every day. And then a the few of us are stressed out. The end of the school year is rapidly coming to a close and there are papers to be written, exams to be taken, you know, standardized testing for our younger kids, our kids in the middle school and high school. They're doing their standardized testing. And so um, the kids are stressed out. The parents are stressed out. The teachers are stressed out. Kind of, kind of everybody. And then still there are others who are graduating from high school and from colleges and they aren't quite sure what they want to do with the rest of their lives. They're not quite sure of what they want to do this in this next phase. And so, um, and even if you don't have, uh, kids who are graduating from high school or college, you still have teenagers. Who are in school and they're wondering, okay, what am I doing for the summer? Am I working? Am I going to try to take some classes? What am I going to do? And then, of course, parents, how parents who have the younger kids as well as the teenage kids are wondering, what are we doing with the kids? Right. So what are we doing with them over the summer? So just a lot of decisions, a lot of things happening, a lot of things coming to a head as we um, enter in this month of May. And then some are dealing with medical issues and either personally where they're personally dealing with some health challenges or they're helping loved ones to get through their health issues. Right. So, again, A lot going on. And let's not even talk about the economy or the war between Ukraine and Russia. Again, we just see it's in the news every day, the inflation and gas prices and food and uh, all the conflict that's going on around the world. I mean, it's enough to make anybody be anxious. And we can certainly see how people of all ages, young through our seniors, may be feeling a little bit of anxiety. But the word of God, the word of God gives us the antidote for this anxious feeling, this anxiety that we have. And it comes from Philippians chapter four, a very familiar passage of scripture, Philippians chapter four, verses six through seven. And it reads from the New King James Version, be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Well, you know how we roll at the Living Epistle Ministries. Let's begin by defining the words anxious and supplication. Anxious, anxious meaning worried, concerned, fearful, nervous, Uneasy. And we typically use this word anxious when we think about an imminent event or an imminent situation where something is certain to happen. We're just not certain about the outcome. Right. And so that's when we get this anxious feeling. We know something's about to happen. We're just not sure what the outcome will be. And then the word supplication, we hear it. uh, Supplication means to plead humbly, a humble petition, an earnest request. And so what can we learn from this, these two verses in this passage of Scripture? The first thing we learn is that we must pray. It is not optional, especially now, especially during these times of uncertainty, especially during these times of transition, especially during these times when we may be going through some challenges or we have life's decisions to make. We must pray pray the word of god tells us be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to god so, right. So here it is. Again, prayer is not optional. So we need to be if we're having a situation at work, we need to be play, praying for our employers or our coworkers. Or if we're business owners. We need to be praying uh, as for business owners, for our workers. Right. And the people that we have in our business, if we're in school in any real any way, in any capacity in school, we need to be praying for our teachers, our administrators and our students. So as they're coming to the end of the year, whether you're in high school, middle school, college you're coming to the end of the year And there is a lot of things that still uh, need to be done over these next few weeks. And so if we're having issues with family members or friends, then we need to be praying for them and our loved ones and certainly praying for our local communities in which we live and work. And let's not forget, family, to pray for our leaders. Let's pray for our political leaders, our civic leaders, civic leaders being our fire, our police, uh, the people in our towns, our mayors. Right. We need to pray for them our community, and certainly, and let's not forget the church. We need to be praying for the churches who are called by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that they would take a stand and that they would be the church that God is calling them and calling us to be. Let me say it that way. And so why is that? Well, the Bible tells us in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 through 3, therefore, I exhort, first of all, that supplications, there that word is again, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks. Isn't that funny? When you start asking God for supplications in earnest and you're asking for prayers and you're interceding, the Bible tells us to give thanks at the same time. So anyway, I digress. Therefore, I I exhort, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all men, for kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior. So it's not about who's in the White House or it's not about who's in the governor's mansion. It's not about who the speaker of the house may be or the Senate majority leader or the Senate minority leader or the house whip. It's not about any of that. It is about us who are believers that we are obligated to pray for our leaders. We're obligated to pray for the people who are in authority over us. The Bible says that we must pray for them, right? And why is that? Because how else will our leaders' hearts be changed or turned towards God if we don't pray for them? Proverbs 21 and 1 reads, The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord, like the rivers of water. He turns it wherever he wishes. God tells us that as a result of what we do in earnest, our prayers and supplication, the earnest, humble requests that we make before him. Right. God tells us that he'll do for us what he'll do for us as a result of our earnest prayers and our supplications. Verse seven of Philippians chapter four and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. When we offer our prayers and our supplications with thanksgiving, God responds by giving us his peace. And so we see that. So here it is. Here it is. It may not have manifested itself. It may not have happened. We may still be in the midst of whatever it is that we're going through, but we're praying to God. We're asking God humbly and earnestly. And yet at the same time, we're giving God thanks and God responds by giving us this peace. Again, this peace and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. But we also saw it again in First Timothy, chapter two, verse two. And the Bible says that that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life. You see, God's peace is supernatural. What do I mean by that? The Bible says that it surpasses all understanding. In other words, it is beyond comprehension. We truly can't fathom why we have this peace as we're going through this storm. And so that, again, is it it surpasses all understanding. So in other words, it's incomprehensible in terms of our finite mind. But then he says this peace, this supernatural peace that God gives us, not only can we not comprehend it, but here's the other thing that it does. This peace protects us. How do we know? The word of the Lord says, and this peace that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds. And so here it is. My mom, I remember my mom used to say we, we were a working class neighbor, uh, working class family in a working class neighborhood. And my mom would say, we may not have all the material things that others may have, but this what this is what I do have, which is more valuable than any money or anything people could give me. I have peace when I lay my head down at night. So it's not to say that we had everything that we needed. It's not to say that we had everything that we wanted. It's not to say that there was not uh, tough times or tough circumstances, but there was a peace even in the midst. Of the circumstance. And so this kind of peace can only be achieve. This kind of peace can only be received. This kind of peace can only be experienced through our knowing the Lord Jesus Christ, our savior. And I want to be very clear here. I'm not talking about knowing facts about him. I'm not talking about knowing facts of who he is, what he was, the the devil and his people know who he is, but they don't believe, right? They don't know him. They don't have the relationship with him that we as believers have. So I'm talking about us who know him, us who, where he is our personal Lord and Savior, us who have an intimate, personal relationship with him, Then we have this peace that surpasses all understanding. What do you mean, Tony? What I mean is when we are placed in the crucible of life, when we are placed in those places where the heat is turned up and it feels like there's no way out, there's heat, there's pressure on every side, there's anxiety. The fact that we know who Christ is will sustain us. And I'm not getting not talking about facts, knowing facts about him won't sustain us. Knowing facts about who God is, knowing facts about who Jesus is in the heat of the battle won't sustain us. But having a personal relationship, knowing that he's my Lord, knowing that he's my Jehovah Rapha, knowing that he's my Jehovah Jireh, knowing that he's my Jehovah Nisi, knowing that he's my Jehovah to sit canoe, knowing that will sustain you, knowing that will sustain me, knowing that will sustain us. And so then we'll be able to look at whatever situations we're in, whatever the specific situation or circumstances that we find ourselves in, whether it's at work, whether it's a career decision, whether it's in school, whether it's a family matter, whether it's with our friends, whether it's our health, be it physical Mental or emotional, whether it's our finances, whether we may have abundance or we may have lack, whether it's our relationships, you name it, put whatever the situation or the circumstance is in that perspective that God has given us when we know who Jesus is in our lives for ourselves. And this is I want to make this thing. The Lord reminded me of this and I had heard this and I I really didn't understand it until I began to really ask out, what does this mean? And so um, I heard somebody say, God does not have grandchildren. And that's not to say that there are no grandchildren. What it means is. I can't have the personal relationship with him to be my Lord and savior because of what my mom or my dad did. You understand? It means that I must know him for myself. You must know God for yourself. Yes, our parents can pray for us. Yes, our grandmamas and our granddaddies can pray for us. But at the end of the day, we individually must make a choice to be the sons and the daughters of God. And that's what it means when it says God doesn't have any grandchildren. We are his children, his sons and his daughters, because we have accepted him on our own with the knowledge of who he is in our lives. And we've made the confession of faith to God in Jesus name. And so again, whatever situation, whatever circumstance we find ourselves, we know that God is there with us. And so then we can say like Philippians chapter four, verses six through seven. And I love the New Living Translation version of this. And it reads, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Not all that he will do, all that he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Family. I know that things are getting crazy. I know the season of busyness and things are heating up in our lives and stuff is happening all around us. But this is what I will tell you, just as the Lord told me and reminded me, I want to remind you to be anxious for nothing. Because Jesus is with us in the heat of the battle, in the crucible of life, we can still not worry about anything. We can pray about everything. We can tell God what we need and we can thank him for all that he has done. And then his peace will settle on us in the midst of the storm, in the midst of the heat, in the midst of the trial, in the midst of the tribulation. Remember, family, preach the gospel at all times. And when necessary, use words. This is Tony Miles. Thanks for listening. Now go and be a Living Epistle. Join us again next week for another episode of Living Epistle Podcast. Music for Living Epistle Podcast is provided by audionautics.com.